0: You might be thinking, Tom, it's not Tuesday, not all the games have been played. But you and I both know the Seahawks and Washington football team are not making this list. Rossi, Posse Hacker Nation. Welcome to an episode of podcast, a podcast where you don't, I do Packers time, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Every week, the uncertainty just gets larger, grassy, and today we are going to be going through the top 10 power rankings heading into week 13 of the NFL, and at this point, folks, it's anybody's guess. I feel like I've said that now for the past few weeks, and every week in the NFL, That just continues to be proven true. So yeah, this could be my list of the top 10. Have at it. Starting off with number 10, you got a little surprise here. The San Francisco 49ers. That's right, folks. The 49ers. A little win streak here. Won their last three games. Meanwhile, the Rams have lost their last three games. And so, 49ers are going to take this spot right now because, one, they defeated the Rams, and two, they look like a team that might finally start to be figuring it out, just like a tiny bit. Debo Samuel continues to be good. I know he's dealing with an injury right now, but had two touchdowns on the day. On top of that, their run game. Oh, After what they did to the Rams a little bit ago, and now what they did to the Vikings, Mitchell. 27 for 133 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy G is playing adequate football. And you're like, okay, maybe the 49ers got something a little going now, looking like they are the making of a hot team. And I have to say that this is the team I feel like a lot of people expected the 49ers to look like. And the beginning of the season, they did not. But they've started to come into their own a little bit. I know that the quality of their opponents has not been fantastic, but... If the 49ers are able to play this way, they might find themselves in a playoff position. Currently, they are slated to be in the playoffs. And I know they got some tough divisional games still to go, but they also have the Seahawks next week. So I think it is very possible for the 49ers to pick themselves up and head into January. And honestly, if they keep playing like this, I don't know who would want to face them. Number nine, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys! Been losing some games, huh? Of course, no C.D. Lamb. Of course, no Amari Cooper, which made things difficult. Oh, and there was also 28 penalty flags, which just made it all difficult for every single viewer to actually watch that game. But this was the second week in a row. They had it against the Chiefs, and they had it here. Just no commitment to the run game whatsoever from the Cowboys. You're missing two of your star wide receivers. I thought it'd make sense to go with Pollard and Zeke, but there was just nothing there. I know Zeke got banged up a little bit. Dak Prescott played well enough. The defense, though, that was supposed to be amazing and so much better, not really looking amazing and so much better. I know they did a better job dealing with the Chiefs the past week, but, yeah, not really looking too good against the Raiders going into overtime. And announced today, Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID-19, and on top of that, there are going to be other members that are going to be testing positive as well. And they are playing this Thursday. And it's against the Saints. The good news is the Saints are a beat-up football team too. Who knows if Alvin Kamara is going to play. I saw that Trevor Simeon is now going to be QB2. And Taysom Hill is going to step in as the number one. And the other good news for the Dallas Cowboys is that the Eagles lost uh, to the Giants. So their division lead is probably still safe. And considering the rest of the schedule is kind of a joke, I imagine the Cowboys are going to bounce back a little bit. But still, not really what you want to see Heading into December football. Number eight, you got the Buffalo Bills. Oh! A game that was a complete and total blowout on Thanksgiving. They didn't give the Saints a hot second. And listen, I think the Bills' defense was good, but oh man, the Saints' offense was also atrocious with all of those injuries. Josh Allen played some pretty damn good football. Again, no real run game. They are definitely missing that 100%. But the offense was productive. But let's be completely honest here. The real test is going to be these next few games. They're going to be playing the Patriots twice. The Patriots, who right now are leading the division, that's going to make or break this football team and prove the legitimacy of both teams, to be completely honest. Right now, the Patriots are on a great win streak. They will appear later on this list. And the Bills, this was this was a get-right game for them. It's just going to be, hey, can they continue to put it together as we get closer to the postseason? Number seven, you got the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is a curious note. The Baltimore Ravens are currently the number one team in the AFC in terms of record. So, pourquoi? Why are they at number seven? Well, they were abysmal last night. And to be completely honest, the Ravens haven't really been looking good. Lamar Jackson, obviously not there last week against the Bears, but they were still able to pull off a win. But the loss to Miami, and now this game in which you can point to the defense and say, yeah, they played pretty well. But Cleveland's offense was just horrendous. Baker Mayfield obviously hurt. No commitment to the run game whatsoever. So I also am pointing at how bad the offense of the Browns was. And on top of that, the Ravens' offense was abysmal as well. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions, and they still won this game. And Lamar Jackson is the Ravens' entire offense. And I think the the plays that stand out to me were the, both plays from Mark Andrews, where... Lamar Jackson's just, like, running 25 yards back. He's like, screw it, Andrews is out there somewhere, and somehow gets a long completion along the sideline and a touchdown out of that. And Lamar Jackson is still a great player, but he is their leading rusher. He is the guy who's making that offense go. And the defense, again, I'm going to give some credit to, but the Ravens did not look like a good football team on Sunday night. They played ugly, ugly football. Lamar Jackson's a game changer, and I think can still bring this team into the postseason regardless of how many injuries they have. However, if a team figures out Lamar Jackson, then it seems like the Ravens have absolutely nothing. Number six, another AFC North team, just because they look so damn good. You got the kitty-goes-meow Cincinnati Bengals. Seven and four record, and wow, don't they look like the best team in that division dominating the Steelers on every single level. Defense was good. Mixon, 165 yards, had multiple touchdowns, and yeah, there's a kitty ghost meow. You, You wondered about it early on in the season. Can they sustain it? Then they fall down a bit, but now they're picking it up, and a lot of it has to do with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been rocking and rolling these past few weeks, not really talked about a whole lot, but this guy's getting multiple touchdowns per game ran all over the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is the kind of offense where if you're able to have a high-flying offense with guys like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who had a great game, and, of course, Boyd, and then throw on top of that a good run game with Vixen, the Bengals could surprise some people in the postseason. Right now, they're chilling, could potentially win their division because the AFC North does not have a nice schedule to come up. So we'll see how the Bengals are able to sustain this success, but kitty goes meow. Number five, you got the Kansas City Chiefs had a bye week this week, a much deserved bye week. They're uh, in a crowded AFC West right now, and they're they're staying a game ahead. They have a Sunday night game against the Broncos, which really could throw the division completely and totally upside down. The defense has looked good over the past few weeks. And it just has to be of, can they find that balance? Can they find that balance where their defense is good? You know, they're able to get after the quarterback. And on top of that, is the offense able to flourish? And it just seems that there have not really been too many games where both of those things have been consistent. For them to go far in the playoffs, that needs to be a reality. So the Chiefs, let's see what they can do against a divisional opponent in the Broncos on Sunday night. And they're going to keep on clicking. Number four, You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A comeback in the second half and Leonard Fournette, man. Four touchdowns on the day when you thought that would have been all about Jonathan Taylor. Nay, nay. Leonard Fournette got it done. Gronk having a solid day. And the thing that's scary about the Buccaneers is, one, their offense and all the weapons they have. And there's injuries abound. Their defense, there's injuries abound. The scary thing is, is that their schedule the rest of the way is pretty much a joke. There's like one to two difficult teams on there, and that's it. But the Buccaneers scare me a little bit, not just because of how good they could be, and once they get into the postseason, Brady's on another level, but they scare me also in terms of how competitive they could be because, one, this is a game that in the first half, I thought that they were going to lose, and you know, kudos to them for coming back. A lot of turnovers happened with the Colts. But the second part is they lost to the Washington football team. And maybe that's just the parody in the NFL this year and just how crazy the season actually is. But the Buccaneers, you know, they're in a good position to potentially get a high seed in the playoffs. And I gotta be honest, I don't think any one of the NFC teams really want to play the Buccaneers. So it will be in everybody's best interest to hope the Buccaneers lose. Number three, back in the top three, you get the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. A statement win over the LA Rams, nine and three, heading finally into the bye So many injuries on this team. The offensive line did an amazing job stopping the defensive front of the LA Rams. The defense, besides letting up a couple big plays to OBJ and Van Jefferson, really held their own strip sack on Matthew Stafford, a pick six. Could have been multiple picks if you know Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas actually held onto the ball. But Douglas having himself a fantastic game besides that OBJ play. And here's the thing. The Packers defense is playing well. Packers offense, still not at its final form here. David Bakhtiari, hopefully coming back after the break. On top of that, Z'Darrius Smith, Jair Alexander. You're going to wonder when they are going to get back. Kevin King is still banged up. And the thing is, the Packers are in great position here. Their offense, Aaron Rodgers, is playing well. Aaron Jones didn't get a ton of playing time yesterday. He'll rest up during the bye. On top of that, A.J. Dillon's playing really well. This is a team that I've said for weeks, they have overcome so many obstacles and they are still winning. Obviously losing a heartbreaker against the Minnesota Vikings, but I think the Packers, they still have a great shot at that number one overall seed. And right now, as a Packers fan, I'm feeling pretty good. Number two, staying in the number two spot, you got the New England Patriots. A lot of people are like, ah, they're way too high last week, but here they are, winning once again. A six-game win streak. This time dominating the Titans in the second half. Because it was a close game in the first half. Uh, They gave up a lot of running yards. But the Titans' leading receiver only had 25 yards. So they went that route. They're an injured Titans team. Let's be completely honest. No A.J. Brown. No Julio Jones. No Derrick Henry. But listen, Patriots still took care of business. And they can only play who's in front of them. And I got to give them props for it. Mac Jones still looked good. And this is a balanced football team right now. The Patriots are kind of kicking ass and taking names right now. As I talked about with the Bills, their real test is going to come against those divisional opponents like the Bills in these next few weeks. But the Patriots are positioning themselves very, very nicely for a playoff spot. And then once they get there... Who knows what this team could do. And number one, still your number one team, even though they're on a bye week, you got the Arizona Cardinals. You got Kyler Murray. He's posting Thanos gifts over on Twitter. No one knows what it means. But this was a great opportunity for them to get healthy. Still the best record in all of football, sitting at 9-2. and two. The Rams lost, so that's great for them in the division. On top of that, they play the Bears next, which is a nice opponent if you... Ask me. And the Cardinals, they're just going to benefit as the season goes on and guys like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins just get healthy. This is a very good football team. Right now, they're in the driver's seat. If they win out, guess what? They get the number one seed. They have some tough games coming along, though, so I don't think it's going to be the easiest thing. And as a Packers fan, I'm hoping they lose at least another game or two. But Cardinals right now have it all in front of them. Get healthy. And this is going to be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think the Rams should still be on this list? honey? about the Titans? What about them? The Vikings? Just kidding. Kirk Cousins lined up under the guard instead of the center, and that was just funny. I don't care if they beat me. Give me something to hold on to. But let me know what you think. You can always send me at TomGrossleyComedy.com or at TomGrossleyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com slash TomGrossleyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy, And as always, go Paco.